Hey, this is Budstein. The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please visit professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. Also, every month we're going to be giving away any one item to a Patreon backer at the $5 tier or above. Check out patreon.com slash professional casual for more information. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code professional casual at checkout or use the link in the show notes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and squirrels, welcome to the only podcast on planet Gutting Earth where we pick anything and everything to face off in an eight-subject bracket elimination tournament. This is Elite Eat Showdown. I, of course, am your host, Big Chuck, and I am joined once again by my comrade, my cohort, my co-conspirator, more importantly, my co-host, Tim. Ah, fuck, I know that guy. (laughs) France. That's really good. Ladies and gentlemen, fire up your Google machines because you're going to need it today. Mm. Today, we are talking about the greatest actor you can't remember. I'm very excited about this, but Tim, you know what? You know what? We've had a couple good themes recently. Yeah. Have we gotten like a new staff member or something that Uh, is feeding us these? What's the deal? I will be honest. there, There has been somebody who has definitely bailed me out a couple of times. Okay. Um. You know, just absolute stellar of a human being. Everything I would I would want in somebody who would give me information. Gotcha. Yeah, all together and just Dan. <sighs> okay, because we're setting the tone for this episode, aren't we? <laughs> Dan is very. Dan gives a lot of information. Yeah. At times in which people appreciate it the most when they've said something incorrectly first. Yep. Sorry, Dan. Getting it out of the way now, I guess. Yeah, apologize for that one now. Speaking of apologies, mm-hmm. um, I'm sorry to all of our fans who don't want to leave us a five-star review over on iTunes. I'm sorry for them, too. Yeah. Obviously, their lives are disheveled, yeah. and they have nothing uh, going on yeah. um, because they simply can't muster um, the the willpower or the energy to do something that is only in their best interest. That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. Yep. Apparently they don't want to hear the arguably would I am telling the thing you is, is that they do, but they won't yeah. help themselves. Hear right. it. I mean, what else is new? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, they're just Debbie downers. Yep. They're like, mm-hmm. why can't you just give it to us for free? Because fuck you. That's why. Like, give. <laughs> no, like I understand. There is no part of me that wants to share these stories. Right. These are not fun stories. To talk. I am definitely going to walk out of that episode a very depressed, sad man for having to literally not only relive that, those stories, but yeah. in graphic detail, tell you things like how I got a wet fluorescent cone up my ass and then was humbled very quickly by a 60 year old woman. Okay. Things like, hold on, I'll fucking tell you. No, I won't because the bracket's gone. So suck it. (laughs) Um, you know, things like my resurgence back into my sex life after a year and how great that fucking went. 
you've heard the teasers about it because Tim's told it on other story on other episodes of the space between. You have. You made references to it. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was like nobody knows what you're talking about, but the second they find out, they're gonna go back and listen to those episodes and then laugh and laugh and laugh. I phase in and out. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, you do four hundred podcasts a day. Oh, I just mean everyday life. Like oh, okay. Even before the network. Just get those, you know, you know, like the blackness comes from the outside of your vision in, and then I just wake up in other places on different shows. Yeah, that's fair. Did you know we have a stream every Monday night? (laughs) Yeah. Someone sent me a video for it. It looks fucking wild. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I don't know why people are not. I mean, we know the downloads. Mm -hmm. Come on. Yeah. What the fuck, guys? I I think it's actually really obvious why they haven't. Mm -hmm. Uh, They love you. They don't want you to have to go through that. But there has, I have made it very clear. The, the only true way that you, that I understand love is it's through abuse. It's through 100% psychological abuse. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is the only way that I will ever fully understand what it means to be loved. by. I somebody care about else. you so much. I want you to hurt yourself. Yes. 100%. You know, <laughs> shout is out that to hard to write on a Christmas card. Shout out to my exes. <laughs> You know where you know where my exes also aren't going, Tim? Mm. Professionalcasual.com. Head over there. Uh, the giveaways tab, the store tab, the, you know, tab for all the other shows. Yeah. There's so many tabs. There's a lot of tabs. Yep. I'm on the wrong episode. There we go. Um, so tabbing around. Just tabbing. We just tabbing it. Just tabbing out. Tap, 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 tap. Yeah. Fucking TikTok has ruined our lives. You realize that? Yeah. Yeah, for yep. sure. No, yep. I'd be, holy shit, the amount of productivity that I could do if I'd never installed TikTok on my phone. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Gain hours a day. Yeah. Here's the thing. I'd go to sleep hours earlier. <laughs> Honestly, my New Year's resolution should have been to get the fuck off of TikTok, and I could, you know, yeah. probably be asleep before 3 a.m. every day. If you had to choose TikTok, World of Warcraft, which one would you give up? Whew. <laughs> It's so weird because I just got, I don't know, like not even, not, it wasn't even a visual joke. wasn't intended in one. I just shivered yeah, he because did. I just saw two future timelines, <laughs> both of which were significantly better than right now. Yeah. And I was in a more positive place. I was healthier because I had quit one of them. Yep. And then by seeing those two timelines and being like, wow, I could be so much better if I gave up these super toxic pastimes I have, yep. um, developed obviously a third pathway where I give out both. And I don't think we ever want to see you. You I don't, I've reached, reach a level of enlightenment that only gods can reach. Correct. Yeah. I don't know what my life would be like if I was both productive and well mentally rested. stable. That's fair. You don't uh, no, get, I wasn't going to say successful because uh, that's never, no, gonna I was going to say, I don't know if you listen to the well show. rested. <laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> no, we we're very aware of how unsuccessful we have been unless yeah. we're in India, unless we're in India, we're huge, huge in India, Tim. It's time to hit that. Boop. So we just flagged something. If you want to hear it, head over to the Patreon. At the oh, big yeah. I'm probably not going to cut it out. Shit. That's yeah. probably one I should. <laughs> yeah. Whew. Listen, that's worth three bucks a month to become a big chucker to check out that fucking little tidbit. <laughs> Thanks, TikTok. Thanks, TikTok. For enlightening me. Yeah, I've actually learned more on TikTok in the past, like, two months I've been on it and using it regularly. Yeah. I also confirmed a lot of things that I had already kind of new just like okay no i was right about that i cool, don't need cool. to listen to news anymore because all the stimulus updates are on tiktok <laughs> yeah pretty much they break and it down funnier and much happened. more enjoyable yeah you know what i mean 
Shout, shout out to this. Shout out to TikTok. I can't wait for it to not exist anymore. Three years ago, I so I looked on my account and I I I think I've been on TikTok for I don't think it's five years. Yeah, but it's multiple multiple years. Yeah, and I remember finding TikTok compilation videos on YouTube and trying to show other people what TikTok was, and they were like, "I don't get it. This is stupid." Yeah, I was it's like, just, "No, you don't." Uh, it's fuck. just it's just hot girls dancing to right. to songs. Like, was, isn't this Vine? Remember, remember when yeah. I was like, yeah, that. And then Vine. There's a lot of duets, like people punching things off screen. Yeah, and and stuff, and and bits that were all based around duets. And um, I no, love, it was. I love stitching myself in and telling stories. Yeah, that's my that's my thing now. I mean, that's one of the reasons I stay up all night. Yeah, it's because I watch yours. Yeah, they come on my for you page. So yeah. there it is. You'll never find that and a lot of D and D TikToks. That's a lot of I, a lot, a huge amount of D and D TikToks. Yeah. I have um, no nuance. November was actually pretty sweet this year. Yeah, yeah, but I follow. I have, I have, I have fixed it, but I fell into the uh, like I'm a single milf TikTok for like a hot minute, and yeah. I was like, I liked maybe one video from like a hot milf. I don't understand why this is all well, I'm trapped here now. I never, I guess, realized how heavy their algorithm was. We're getting way off topic, but uh, heavy their algorithm was until yeah. like I my phone was dead and I needed to poop. So I borrowed my wife's tablet yeah. and went on TikTok and I was like, what is this shit? <laughs> it's all like how to craft stuff and make things. And yeah. I was it's like, like all over the fucking there, place. There is no twerking. There's no, no. asses out anywhere. Yeah. There's no D and D. There's confused. no super dark, subversive humor. Like, whatever. Yeah, it's super weird. Mm-hmm. Shout out to TikTok. So good. Tim, let's let's issue an apology. Okay. Why don't you hit that yellow button? Sorry, we are so sorry. Please accept our apologies. Nice. My nipples get tingly every time I hear it. I bet. You know, mm-hmm. Tim, this week, actually super simple. This goes out to literally all of our listeners. Oh, sorry about episode 10 as collectively as a whole. What was episode 10? That was the the best food to make you crap your pants. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry about that. Yeah. Sorry. Guys. We literally had no control. Breaker and Bane thought they'd be cool and edgy and yeah. give us a topic. And we did it because yeah, we literally do a topic. If so, no matter how stupid it is, we'll do it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if any of you have like listened to the show or, or seen what our, what our bar is set at, like our quality uh, control. Um, I mean, you could, you could walk by our studio and just rip a fat fart and it could sound like a bracket and we would probably do it. Yeah. Yeah, you don't so, you don't understand. I am already scraping the bottom of the barrel, and we are only thirty six episodes in. Yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, what's this week's winner? Um, <laughs> sorry, we have a segment first, right? Yeah, we have uh, you know, seg- the hot opener, Tim. Yeah. The would you rather? Bum, 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 bum. I mean, that, that drop a, gets better every week. So good. It's so hot. Mm. Mm. Tim, would you rather reverse one decision that you make every day? Or be able to stop time for 10 seconds every day. Okay. I feel like this is pretty easy. No. Really? Yeah, so 10 seconds is too short to be able to get... Well, no, it's not. You can do a lot in 10 seconds. Like, you don't think about it, but realistically... Cash registers would no longer be saved. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I would not need to work anymore. Yeah. 
but taking back one decision a day a day reversing one decision as that you make every day. here's the thing i make so many very bad decisions throughout right. my entire day it, it's like sophie's choice of like what i get to reset you know what i mean mm-hmm. like the thing yeah that's true but like for me where i am incredibly disciplined yeah until like one 10 minute window during the day in which I consume three pizzas and a gallon of ice cream or spend all the money that I've actually been really good at saving on stupid shit. Yeah. Uh, I, I could probably benefit pretty greatly from reversing one decision because it's normally one pretty monumental decision that I make incorrectly. Right. Um, yeah. Ah, but stopping time for 10 seconds. I mean, <sighs> One, so the first one would benefit me on a personal level probably pretty hugely. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one is like one of those really abstract, almost superpowery. I mean, they're both superpowers, I guess. So I'm trying to trying to think about all the stuff you could steal in ten seconds. Yeah, like would it really matter that much, or would I be able to make such? Would I be able to take back such destructive decisions every day? Right. That on a long enough timeline, they would compound to a point. But not working would be great. But I feel like you'd get caught. Ten seconds isn't long enough to be able to like stop time down the street, run into a place, jack what you need, and get out. But that was ten seconds from when you started that conversation to when you finished was ten oh, seconds. Oh shit! Yeah, so that's not that's not a whole lot of time. But if you're timing it right, where it's just like pop open the register, stop it for ten seconds, just grab what you can grab. Right. And then, but on a security camera, if you're there and then you just disappear in the next second no. and all the money's gone, how is anybody going to explain that? I, listen, like realistic, know. like realistically, how are they ever going to show the police that and be like, oh, he was there and then he wasn't? Yeah. You know what I mean? Or more importantly, if you're stopping for 10 seconds, you just put it in your pocket and go, where's all your money? You know what I mean? Like, because they're going to, they don't realize that you've just taken it. So you just put it in your pocket a time has stopped for 10 seconds. You yeah. grab everything, you put it in your pocket and then they're like, how is this register empty? And you're like, what do you mean the register is empty? Like if there's one thing you're good at, it's lying to people, Tim, that's all you've ever done correctly. So I'm already extrapolating the things that you could do with this. So like Vegas actually would be really cool. 10 seconds. You could get over, see the dealer's cards, things like that. Mm-hmm. It's not time travel. So you couldn't bet, you know, 15 grand a day on roulette and then right. see the result. Right. But there's certainly there's certainly things you could do there for it. Um, I'm actually gonna go new year, new me. Yeah, I'm gonna okay. go with the take back one decision a day. Undo it. Okay. I, I think on a long enough timeline, I could actually be a better person, and I I wouldn't have so many regrets. That's at fair. least one less regret a day. Yeah, uh, that's pretty much where I'm. I there are I say shit every day. I was just like, oh, I wish I didn't say that. Yeah, it was a horrible. Thing now, like, say. so question. So, like, could I take back us recording an episode of Elite Eight Shutdown, or would I only be able to take out one thing I said? Probably one. I would say one uh, one decision. See, that's that's the reverse one decision. That you make I like day. the openness of that. So yeah. I was like, oh, I decided sure. to come here today and record this. And I could take back that decision. I'd still be home. Right. I mean, yeah, I wish I didn't say that to that cop. I yeah. really wish I didn't punch that kid. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I definitely think yeah. that's what we're going I think with. it's much better because like 
just stopping 10 seconds every day like okay yeah you know whatever and you're gonna you're gonna put yourself in a very dangerous situation and have already used your 10 seconds yep and not be able to get out of the thing that you've created with yep. that 10 seconds yep so yeah i'm with you reverse one decision God, think how different my life would be if i was able to do that right wouldn't be once here. a decision a week yeah same <laughs> Tim, our main event of the evening. It's the greatest actor you can't remember. Folks, fire mm. up your Googles, because I guarantee you're never going to recognize any of these people. Unless uh, you're Dan. Dan probably actually very legitimately oh knows all of God, these God, he's probably sitting there right now and be like, oh, I'm going to know everything. One of the people I only, know, I only know how to pronounce his last name because Dan has said it. Is that Taiga Watiti? Oh, I still can't say that one right, and he says it regularly. Every time. Because Taiga Watiti. What is actually? I'm. I mean, yeah. you just did it. I, we should probably just end this. Here. Yeah, I mean, hey guys, bracket over. Take what TV wins. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're gonna, we're gonna, we gotta crown a fucking king, man. Mm. And these are actors, not actresses. These are all actors. Yes, because we will be doing an extra, extra, uh, uh, extra bracket just actresses. Why? Content. <laughs> bracket number one, though, brought to us, of course. By the greatest sponsors that we could ever ask for in the history of the world, Built Bar. Head over to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code ProfessionalCasual at checkout. My God, those fucking dark chocolate cookie dough. They're so fucking so good. Fucking, I, I, I thought I knew which ones I liked. You know what I mean? I was yeah. like, okay, I just now know because I got the sample pack mm-hmm. and I used promo code professional casual to check out and I got the 10% off. I was mm-hmm. like, fuck yeah, party on Wayne. Like, let's, and then they just fucking like a Mack truck going down the street and I'm standing there with my boyfriend's face pulled over mine. I get drilled by a truck. Hey, <laughs> don't when that happens. <laughs> um, there is going to be probably one or two people that get that reference and nobody else. Is that a, <clears throat> it's a scary movie reference. So you have never seen it. Oh, I've, Oh, I was like, listen, first off, no, no, bucko, no, I've no, seen I, all the scary movies. A horror movie times. It's a, gotcha. I think it's devil's rejects. Oh, I have seen devil's rejects. That's the road trip one, right? Where they're like in a car most of the time. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, maybe. Yeah. I don't Especially know. at the end. They're like in a convertible. Driving down and it's that's Captain House Sparkles of a Thousand and, Corpses. No, House of the that, Devil's Reject is after House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, uh, maybe. No, maybe. Maybe it is. Double, maybe it is House of a Thousand Corpses. Then she anyway. she escapes the house and they cut her boyfriend's face off and made her wear it. Gotcha. She escapes the house and she gets spoilers. Nobody listen. Uh, if you don't want to see a movie that's like 10 years old or 15 years old, yeah. she makes it to the street and then a fucking Mack truck just hits her out of nowhere. And that's how the movie ends. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's definitely House of a Thousand Corpses because Devil's Reject is, is mostly them going cross country, getting away from the cops after right. House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, you're right. Um, anyway. Rob Zombie movies, man. What were we talking about? Because <laughs> I had Bilt a point. Bar. Oh, Built Bar. Yeah. Yeah, I lost it. Whatever it was. They're oh, just so listen, fucking good. So, we, we, we've, we've discussed on the show before that I don't like anything. Yeah. I'm super picky. He's super. He doesn't like Italian food. Not into it. I'm, and I'm not. But fucking, I am regularly shocked. Yeah. That I he like. He eats many. it and they're white. Like they have white ones and he'll still eat it. Yeah. The white chocolate covered ones. Yeah. I hate white chocolate. The white chocolate built bars. Not awful. No. They're not my favorite. Huh. But, but you still eat it if it was in your pack. 
Right. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I fucking eat them all. There's not many things in this world that I can just eat a variety pack of Mm -hmm. and actually enjoy all of them. Mm -hmm. There's, I don't even really know if there's any sleepers. The the carrot cake walnut one is probably my least favorite, but I'm still going to eat it. Mm Mm-hmm. The chocolate chip cookie dough, the cookies and cream, the coconut almond, the toffee one, the German chocolate cake is stupid fucking good. Um, there are so many, even the fruit flavored ones. Normally something I avoid completely altogether. Yeah. Uh, the orange, the raspberry, and the cherry barcia is really good. Yeah, I'm not a big cherry guy. Even <laughs> Me neither. Even then, like... I probably would still like if it was in my pack, I'd eat it. Yeah, I'm sure. I think I gave it. I think I gave it to somebody who is into cherry and they loved it. They said it was like one of the best because it doesn't taste like fucking cough syrup. Right. And it doesn't taste like a a throat lozenge or something like that. It actually is like, oh, oh, actually has little bits of cherry in it. Like fucking legit. Anyway, builtbar.com promo code professional casual all one word to check out. Get 10 percent off. Like you're you're being at this point, you're just purposely being ignorant and I hate you. Yeah. You've it's been thinking something. about it for a while. Stop your car right now. Actually, don't. Just pull out your phone, order some. Use code professional casual at checkout. You're good to go, baby. Mm-hmm. You can use Amazon Pay for them too, which I fucking love. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. I get my points on my Amazon card. There you fucking go. love it. There you go. It is Richard Schiff going up against Diedrich Bader. Bader. Diedrich Bader. Um, I guarantee everyone everybody just went, fucking who? People have probably heard of Diedrich Bader. Yeah. Richard Schiff, you have not heard of. You know this dude's face. Yep. He 100%. is a guy in his like, is he in his early 50s? Is yep. he in his mid 60s? You don't know. Yeah. But he's somewhat balding with a beard and has played the father-in-law or the psychiatrist of a shit ton of fucking stuff you've seen. Yep. A ton. Yep. Uh, that, that he is typecasted as that character. Yes. In everything he does. Yep. He was in Ballers. He was the like uh, financial mogul mm-hmm. guy. Um, I'm trying to think like he doesn't stick out in anything specifically. Mm-hmm. He was apparently in Wet Hot American Summer first days of camp. Huge fucking Wet Hot American Summer fan. Okay. That's fair. Are you not? No, I love Hot American Summer. But he's been watching in- Stabe watching Stabner hump a fridge is one of my favorite things ever. Oh my god! The fact that and if you bring up that movie to him, he gets thoroughly offended. He does not want to talk about that movie. Really? Yeah. Like if you're cool with him, like if you're like somebody that he interviews a fair amount or whatever. Yeah. Like he'll yeah he'll be like yeah you know it was, it was a good time like it was funny it was a role like blah blah. blah. He hates when just like fans bring that movie up to him, which sucks because I think it's one of his best roles. Yeah. He was because you don't expect him to be funny. No. And no, when you spend 15 years on special victims unit. Yeah. yeah. No, as, you don't. as the serious guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you guys, the guy who takes things too serious yeah. literally is like his That's only his defining character. trait. Yep. Like and just seeing just seeing him mount a fridge and hump it dry, hump it slowly as they wheel it away. I got to go fondle my sweaters. <laughs> what? Just, uh, uh, thinking. Uh. Look at that movie so good. Anyway, Richard Schiff. Yep. Pretty much he's in every cop drama. Yeah. He has always been there as an attorney or a psychologist. Yep. Um, everything. Yep. He, he's there. You look up a picture of this guy and you're like, oh, yeah. Yep. You can't place a single fucking thing he's been in, but you know you've seen him a whole bunch. Yeah. You're like, oh, it's that guy. Okay. Yeah. I don't know his name, but I know him from Ballers. Like. Right. Yeah. Like I, I yeah, one hundred percent. Diedrich Bader, on the other hand, is a lot more recognizable. So I feel. 
nobody knew. I didn't even actually know his name. He's always been Oswald from the Drew so, Carey yeah, show. So I've had the same exact experience yep. for sure. Yeah, and if you don't know him from that, he's the neighbor of the main character in Office Space who famously says the line, two chicks at the same time, demand. Like, that's he's that guy. He's also Rex Quando. He is? From yeah. Bow to your sensei! Yeah. Uh, and his voice is honestly probably his more relevant work, especially in the he's last He's a huge voice actor. Yep. He does so much voice acting. Um, he's been Batman for a lot of stuff lately. Yeah. Almost all of the stuff that is more kid-ish. Batman Brave and the Bolt. No, he's he also plays, isn't he Batman in um, the Harley Quinn show? Oh, oh shit. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yep, you're right. Yeah. I was going to say the more kiddish stuff that's on Cartoon Network. I know he does all the voices for. Um, but he was, yeah, Batman Brave and the Bold. Um, he was the in the Batman. I think he was also the voice. Maybe. For. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Like he is like he is he's going to be Horseman that. Too. Yeah, he's in Bojack Horseman. Um, he was in the Beverly Hillbillies. That was like his big breakout. Mm-hmm. Uh, like when they did the movie. Yep. He was the big break. He was the heartthrob, which it's weird. He has a ton of DC credits. Yeah. He played Booster Gold in uh, Justice League action. As yeah. Well. Yeah. He's he's a giant star, but nobody, everybody recognizes his voice. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows his name. And his voice does not match how he looks. No. He, he has At a all. much deeper voice than. Yep. It's, Wait, Drew, yeah, Drew Carey shows where I. Yeah, like I. That's still forever, like one of my favorite probably shows for a decade after that show. Yeah. I was like, oh, it has Oswald from the Drew Carey show on it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I fucking I love that. I love that. I love that man. He's uh, awesome. Uh, I so I so very specifically, Richard Schiff is. You have no idea who that guy is. Nope. But you also really shouldn't. He's a character actor, right? That is normally in the background and never plays a big role. Diedrich Bader yep. has been in very high profile stuff. Yep. Um, but you hear that name and you have no idea if that's that, cause that's a pretty gender neutral name too. Yeah. So you would have no idea who that is unless yeah. specifically for whatever reason, Drew Carey, people that are f- super familiar with the Drew Carey show. Yeah. If you watch TBS in the late nineties to mid two thousands on syndication, then you knew that show. Mm-hmm. You knew who he was because he was there. He was there from, that was the only show other than, other than Kate where they did not change a role. Yeah. From start to finish, everybody was the same except for his boss mm-hmm. when they brought in um, Ferguson. Right. Craig Ferguson. Ferguson. I want to say Nigel Ferguson. Now, the fact I still don't like I haven't looked it up. I'm not going to look it up. Right. But like I still was uh, I'm still under the impression that that was the same actor the whole way through. But you're telling me it was two different British guys. Yep. Yep. Two different dudes. Uh, They did a good job. Yeah, they did. And they did a a great job. They tricked eight year old me. Yeah. Watching that show with my dad. Yep. Yeah. Because they bring him because when they bring him in, they completely change the uh the guy yeah, yeah. but yeah Diedrich Bader moves on yep. great actor it's, everyone should know him everyone recognizes the voice yep. but you have no idea who that fucker is no what he looks idea. like or whose name that belongs to yeah and he which is weird because he's kind of a goofy looking dude yeah like he's got the like weird he's high, got a five head <laughs> he does absolutely 100% yep. but he's arguably he's one of my favorite voice actors of all time because mm-hmm. he can do serious roles. He can do super campy cartoony stuff. And he, like, he's fucking Oswald under character. I think he, wasn't he a cop or something in Jane Silent Bob strike back that they yeah. brought back for some other thing. Was that, yeah, he was the, he was the, the animal enforcer. 
Yes, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yep. <laughs> Fucking love that man so much. <laughs> Yo, legit. Um, this quick aside. Yeah. One of his uh, credits is an American Dad in the episode called Flavor Town as Demon Guy Fieri. <laughs> Fieri, sorry. Uh, I might have to. Do, I'm not a huge American Dad fan. Neither I might have, especially to, uh, that recent. I certainly have not watched American Dad in the last five or six years. I might have to so go a check 2019 that episode. episode. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I might have to go check that one out. That yeah. sounds great. <laughs> um, we have bracket number two brought to us. By your favorite streaming Twitch show every Monday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday Night Crisis Fight. That's right. It's, oh, yeah, the power phase. It's huge. Yeah. It's gigantic over there. Head over to twitch.tv slash professional casual network. Check out our streams every Monday. Dan, myself, Tim, it's just a party. We play some games. It's we talk a party some shit. in your mouth, but on your screen. Yep. And if you're there live, you'll smell it too. It's just a good time all around. True. Um, and yeah, uh, just check it out, man. Check out Oh Yeah, The Power Face. Head over to twitch.tv slash professional casual network. Just give us a follow. You'll get notifications when we go live. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good time, man. It's a fun time. We've put so many people on that game. Uh, people who I would never expect. Shout out to Travis Fowler. Would never expect him to be yeah. a miniature dude. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, you guys make it just seem so good. He went and picked up the corset. That's all you got to do is pick up the corset. Play mm-hmm. it. Play it a couple times. Get familiar with it. Then pick up the characters you want. You don't have to be psychopathic like us and buy every character. Right. This will be the first time uh, I have not bought characters on release. Really? For She-Hulk. And uh, yeah, I'm just fucking broke. I just can't justify it. I mean, right that's now. fair. Uh, totally fair. I get that. But um, I uh, literally, if it wasn't for Christmas, I would not have been able to buy them. Right. Yeah. Well, a hundred, a hundred trillion percent. So, yeah. um, but she Hulk's coming out, baby. But she Angela Chantress is coming out. Yeah. And Q2, we got the rest of the X-Men coming Who out. Who the fuck is that? It's Cable. And Deadpool. Cable and Deadpool are and coming. Fucking Hydra Bob. It's so ridiculous. Oh my God. I hate that everybody's going to put him in a chef hat because he has two head swaps. Yeah. And oh, er- yeah. Everyone's going to put him in, the- which makes me mad because like, I feel obligated to put it because it's like, well, you know, like I'm a chef, so I should put him in. Right. So people are going to assume, oh, you're just doing it because it's a popular thing everyone's doing. Right. It's different. But it's like, no, like I actually, like you never find chef hat miniature models. Like, Mm -hmm. come on, man. Yeah. Whatever. Everybody's going to, I hope he comes with an apron too. Yeah. Like a, like an apron you can switch on or off if you want. It is John Turturro, 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 maybe Turturro going up against the bastard that is Timothy Oliphant? Uh, Oliphant. 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 Okay. I don't know. This is the one that I know Dan says this correctly and is the only reason I know that this guy has a name. Timothy Harley Elefante. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so John Totero. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about him. So because <laughs> here's the thing. You 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 this was the person you picked. Yes. And I was like, I don't know who that is. And then you, then I looked it up. Uh, oh shit, that guy! That guy, a very sneaky sir from Mr. Deeds. He was yep. the butler in Mr. Deeds. He played Barton Fink. Now, granted, that's a that's a a dark comedy, and I'm a huge fan of dark comedy. Yep. So he's he's been in a lot of those roles. But he was in uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Yep. Barton Fink, mm-hmm. uh, the Transformers franchise, uh, Mr. Deeds. Uh, he has done some voice acting stuff, but primarily, you know him as that. Kind of weird looking dude that looks like he probably has a list, but doesn't. 
you th- you wonder if he actually has a lazy eye or if he's just trained his eye to do that. Correct. Yes. Um, also, probably the biggest credit anyone on this list will have. Yeah. Not only for the movie that he was in, yeah. but for the role he played in it. Guess who voiced Monkey Bone in the movie Monkey Bone? This motherfucker. Yes. You love it, don't you? Oh, yeah. You thought Brendan Fraser was the star of Monkey Bone? You thought that's what set off his career to the dumpster? No. Frank Turturro voiced the motherfucker himself, Monkey Bone. I will say this. If it, if we could... I just saw that scrolling through. I'm so happy I did. Holy shit. I will say this. He also plays, uh, he plays like an FBI agent in something I just watched. Yeah. Where he's like, the, oh, uh, is he the FBI agent in Transformers? He he had like worked for the government. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. That's yeah. that's that's what it was. Because um, I was re-watching the Transformers. Uh, uh, he also played um, the goat in uh, Green Eggs and Ham, the TV series. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's been credited in a lot of episodes. Did of that you know that was a, a thing? As a goat. What was my point? Oh, um. Here's the thing I want to say about Brendan Fraser. If we could, um, you know, acknowledge the fact that men's mental health actually exists, Mm. um, then I would feel bad for him. But as we have established well on this show, uh, men's mental health does not actually exist. Uh, There's no problem. There's no crisis. Correct. And that's why his career went in the dumpster. Right. Yep. Although I did like him in uh, Doom Patrol. Yeah, I've heard that's good. I haven't checked it out yet. You can see his O face. It's pretty hot. Like fit, like fat Brandon Fraser just banging a girl from behind and you see him climax. It was uh, not what I was expecting, but there it was. I just I assume he comes oil and vinegar. <laughs> oh God. Um and I'm pretty certain that that's where uh Subway gets theirs. <laughs> oh. Timothy Oliphant. I'm on, really glad I don't need Subway anymore. Uh, on, on the other hand, um yeah. <laughs> the lead. In a whole ton of things that I've never seen, but I've heard are very good. Yeah. Like Justified yep. or Deadwood. Um, he is Hollywood's go-to asshole. Yeah. When you need an asshole. like An a, asshole cowboy. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, look at Mandalorian. What was he? He was a fucking. Oh, shit. That was <laughs> him. Yeah. That I was completely him. forgot about that. Yeah. Wow. Who was he? He was a fucking space cowboy. Wow. Yeah. Yep. That's yep. what he was. 100% an asshole space cowboy. Mm-hmm. He's a, uh, he was in, um, is he in the girl next door? Is that him? Is he credited there? Oh, the movie about yeah. the kid who lives next door to the porn star. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. I can't remember if it's actually him or not. I always think it's him. Um, the first time I actually remember this guy being a guy that was around, mm-hmm. it was around the time justified was starting on FX. Cause he it, had done were, some movies prior to that. So very specifically, I just seen I am number four. Okay. And he played the dad in that. Yeah. Um, and I, he did a really good job in that. And I was like, oh, I kind of like that guy. I like his aesthetic. And then I just happened to start seeing him everywhere. Right. But I'm sure he existed before. He also doesn't age. He just has always looked like he's 45. So speaking of, yeah, I'm seeing when I first started seeing him around was around the early 2000s, 2001, 2002. And he does not look any different. No. 20 years fucking later. Good yeah. For him. Yeah. Like he he had Arn Anderson syndrome. He always looked old, but yeah. he's just but he's just now like he looks great because he's always looked old. And he plays Joel on the Santa Clarita diet, which I yeah. keep hearing about. Is Santa Clarita diet not that Netflix movie about zombies? Yeah, it's Drew Barrymore. It's a TV show. That's not a movie. Oh, it's a TV series. It is about zombies. Though? Yep. Oh, OK. Yep. She's I think she's a zombie. Gotcha. 
But she eat brains and then she can see how they died or whatever. And some fucking stupid CW bullshit. Fuck you. iZombie is so good. And I will not let you. I will not let you bastardize how great that show was. It's on the CW. It's still really fucking good. Some stuff. The highest tier of the CW is trash. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Okay. So take any show that you like on the CW. If it was on literally any other network. Yeah. It would be better. No, it wouldn't. Yes, it would be. No, it wouldn't. Yes, it would be. No. It absolutely would be. Show me where Smallville would be good on any other network. Oh, NBC. Absolutely. Bullshit. Yep. No, it would have crashed and burned after season one. What makes CW shows so good is that they know exactly where they're fucking... Bread is buttered. You are yes, correct. Yes, they know and exactly... And 16-year-old girls who write yeah, fan fiction. Absolutely. It is 100% built and, right and, there. So there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. There's nothing wrong with having that as a market, because that is 100% right, the market. Right, right. If you took Smallville and you put it on NBC, it would have died a death at season one. The thing that makes CW so good is that low budget. So they have to focus on the writing and do the things that they need to do to make the show have legs. Flash, I will say, is better than any of the other CW shows of that era of that CW DC era. Flash is really good. It's very well written, put together. I will agree that Arrow was good for like a season and a half and then it turned to shit. Whatever. Fine. Birds of Prey, Batwoman. Batwoman is great. It's really good. I'm surprised you haven't checked it out yet because you would really like it. I zombie is so fucking good and well put together as a show that is designed for, I would say 16 to 28 year olds who like that style of stuff. You didn't give it enough opportunity. You probably watched one season. You go, Oh, I fucking get it. And I read Chew, even though I zombie came first, I'm just going to say that Chew was fucking better <laughs> or whatever the fuck it is that you do at night when you're sitting at home on the fucking toilet watching TikTok. But I'm telling you, I zombie is good. The story only do gets you sit better on the toilet. You don't poop standing up. <laughs> don't no, no, don't try to stop my fucking rants. <laughs> iZombie was very well put together. They have been consistently good television. Riverdale, consistently good, I have good television. I, I have actually heard overwhelming. All the spin-offs Riverdale. of Riverdale. I mean, Sabrina the Teenage Witch is literally only like could easily. Where does that come from? The Sabrina Chilling the Teenage Witch. Uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is what I meant. That was Netflix. It could very easily fit into the CW network. They no, because it was well written and had a good aesthetic. No, and, no. yeah, because here's the they thing would about have the to CW. Take out, here's they, the thing about the they CW. They could take out the sex part, and it would totally work fine, completely on CW. One hundred percent, one hundred trillion percent. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck your family, and fuck your fucking pizza. Okay, it was so good and would work so well. But you know what it is? You know what it is? I know what it is. I know what it fucking is. It's because eh, it's DC and Marvel's better. WandaVision's coming out so good. Fuck you. Okay, fuck you and the horse you rode in on. Wow. So here's what I need you to realize. That was a Um, lot of season one, Charlie, and I do apologize to everybody on that. So CW is not whirlwind. Here's what the CW has. And this goes back as far as um, Hercules and Xena. What the CW has. You better tread lightly with Xena. CW does not have good writing or good plots. What they do have are good standardized production values and very generically good looking people. They also heavily force in sexual tension 
that is not anywhere close to an adult rating. When you look at things like Dawson's Creek, or I, I haven't seen Riverdale, so I can't really, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Xena, Hercules, all of which had eye candy without a lot of good writing, but an illusion of nerdy writing. So it made you think that there was something deeper going on and there wasn't. But what they did was they took uh, effectively soap opera quality. Usually a, a higher fidelity of, of video looked polished and repeatable and canned. And that is fine. But, and you are correct. If they did the flash or something on, on another, it would not be a, around as long. Um, because what the CW does not do is experiment. They do not usually break ground and they don't try anything risky. They stick within a pretty basic frame and they never really stride out of it. You look at iZombie and you might think, wow, that's an interesting um, experimental premise. It's not. It is a lacquer. It is every other crime solving show where you have someone that's a genius in their field and has some special ability that's borderline supernatural, but really isn't except they just actually called this one for what it was. We gave someone a superpower to help them solve crimes because they take a lot of the facade away because it's not well-written. They just fucking, here it is. Fucking she's brain. She fuck solves, solves murders. That's what she does. She's got a murder. So she's the brain. If there, someone was murdered, they're dead, right? So you can eat their brains, fine. And then she fucking figures it out. There this you go. Is, this is how I know you're so fucking stupid of, of a human being. Yeah. Okay? You are literally taking the synopsis of the first fucking episode of that, which is she becomes a zombie and she eats brains. There's so much more to that universe and everything that goes on, the war between humans and zombies, everything like that. She is a is a pilot to set up the much bigger picture, which if you don't watch more than one or two episodes, cause you're like, ah, I know what this is going to be about. It's fucking stupid. Blah, blah, blah. Then yeah, I totally get it. You're a piece of shit and you didn't give it enough time. I totally get that. But if you sit down and you watch it from start to finish, it tells a really amazing, beautiful story about understanding our differences as people and individuals and how we can associate and connect with one another and coexist while we are at the same time time enemies and we need a situation where one needs the other there is such a good fucking story there and i hate when everyone's like oh she just sounds kinds because she eats brains yeah that's her job that's what she figured out and she's really fucking good at it but there's just huge there's an entire season where that's not even a premise anymore it's gone it's fucking obliterated and i just i just fucking pick a winner john or fucking tim uh, did we talk about him enough? Fucking moving on. God damn. You know, I was trying to be better this season and then you just fucking shit. Is this what it's like with Deadpool every time? Is this how you feel? Like I am having heart complications right now. <laughs> <laughs> My blood pressure is so fucking high. Um, so no, probably not. You probably feel stronger about this than I feel about Deadpool. Because unfortunately, Deadpool fans and Deadpool. Because I also every time Deadpool. I say I love iZombie, I have to fucking defend it, and it's so stupid because it's just good. It's a good fucking show. So I, I'll be honest. Uh, I got through the first half of the trailer for iZombie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Piece of shit. 
Um, oh. all, the, all the other stuff, though, I mean, there's stuff that does have an aesthetic. It yeah. has a very clear target, and it is it's, it's it is it is significantly more polished. Yeah. than you it's would trying think of anything, to be a comic but it is book because it's polished. based on a comic book, and it is. So I guess, and the, and I say this a lot, and this is really literally all of my feelings about it is the DC, um, WB stuff, uh, or CW stuff. Sorry, does seem like a 16 year old wrote a fan fiction. And it's very difficult for me to move past that because it does seem. Okay. But you, uh, okay. Oh, hold see, on, hold on, no, hold no, on. No, Stop. No, no, let okay. me finish. Let me finish. <sighs> so when I hear, and I do see bits here and there, I, I have seen bits of uh, flash and, and green arrow. And it, it just, it reminds me of fucking Sunday afternoon and I'm flipping through channels and it's some fucking CW drama. And <sighs> It's just that same format with a with a superhero paint over it. And yeah, they do actually reference the material significantly better yeah. than other stuff, but at the end of the day, it just has a low ceiling. It's never going to be one of the greats because it will never actually be treated with the seriousness that it should. I mean, this is coming from a guy who tells me like Naruto is this revolutionary fucking anime. And I'm just like, I've literally never said you that. have literally tried to pitch Naruto to me like a hundred times. I'm not just like, true. I'm not and I'm not seeing it, bud. I don't not get true. it. Uh, I, I have called it true. a guilty pleasure and it hit at a, at a good time for me, but I never finished it either because um, it lasted too long. It's got 700 episodes, but. Uh, CW is not for me. I'm not the target. audience. You are not the target audience. I probably shouldn't be the target audience, but they do like I get everything that I want out of their shows. It hits every note for me and it's really good. And people just need to give specifically I zombie. I'm just talking about as uh, Riverdale too. Riverdale is really fucking good. And uh, CW. And if you want a more adulter version, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix is a phenomenal, mainly because of all like I'm really love how hard they lean into uh, the Satan stuff because I just not, don't expect that from 18 year olds. Mm. So I really like that. Um, CW is pick a winner is Vought from the boys. Oh my God. Doing girls get it done. Yeah, but it sells. It fucking works. I don't disagree with that at all. And it's good. I and don't I disagree like it. With that at all. Um, and don't act, and don't act like Marvel doesn't do that either. Oh, Marvel super forced it. Absolutely. You know, fucking shoving Boba Fett down our goddamn throats for an entire season. Yeah, Marvel goddamn. certainly did that. Um, <laughs> but anyway, what were we talking about? Uh, Tim, uh, no, Tim? Uh, John Turturro for sure. Yeah, it's John uh, you, Everyone has seen that. Yeah, has seen that dude in the background in something. Yep. Timothy Oliphant actually is probably a pretty legitimate actor that normally headlines. When stuff. he comes on screen. You go, oh shit! Like you like that dude? Yeah, that's fine. What the fuck is that? Um, you like you know that dude? Yeah. You're just like, oh, this is gonna be a moment because that dude is a fucking legend. Mm-hmm. Literally, don't know who he is, but he's a fucking legend every time. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna roll roll back to the CW thing here quick. Fucking Christ! Okay. There have been I. The CW for me is a very negative experience because they promise so much. And when I sit down to watch it because I'm excited for something like Legends of Tomorrow, which I was fucking rock hard for. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't live up to what I wanted it to be. And that is what they project. It's always a B plus. Always passing, always well above passing. But 
I want more. And they simply have capped themselves uh, way too early. Always. And similar to Naruto and anime, every single fucking show on there is always a, well, yeah, just don't watch seasons one, three, five, and eight. <laughs> no, you can start at season one of iZombie and watch it all the way through. It's great. So, Leva, I've separated iZombie. No, I, no, it needs to stay there. It needs to stay there because of how fucking important it was to me. Okay? I acknowledge that iZombie was important to you. And I will stop using it as a punchline. You won't, though. I know you. Because I'm not going to stop using Deadpool. So we're just going to fucking dance around. And right. Go- you care about iZombie, though. I, I don't care anywhere near as much about Deadpool as, as you care about iZombie. And I didn't realize that before this, <laughs> before this day. Um, but... Listen, I, I I respect you, and quite frankly, a little nervous. <laughs> so let's uh, let's move on. Well, legitimately, if you want to see the devil in my eyes when I start screaming, head over to Patreon.com and sign up for that big checker tier when this episode drops. It's it's something about the way when you sit up and back down and you square your shoulders and do like the double okay thing that I'm like, I flash back to like seventh grade, fucking playing. Dragon Ball Z in my backyard with other fucking kids and like that seems like some fucking special move and like everyone should be fucking and on lasers are gonna fucking fry me or something but anyway who bracket number three yeah brought to us by the only place that helps us bring out the trash and where you can get uh, all the paperbacks yeah uh, trades of iZombie they have them over there which is actually and then the comic book is actually better than the show 100% um because a little more adulty. Um, Bear Dragon Games, head over to beardragongames.online. I have a headache now. Yeah, that, <laughs> uh, that was a lot, bud. That was a lot. Um, <laughs> I thought we were going to get through this episode really fast. Head over to beardragongames.online. Use promo code professional check- professional casual at checkout. All one word. Get yourself free domestic shipping. We plug them every week. They're a reason why we are able to do, mm-hmm. oh yeah, the power phase. They're a reason why we have the equipment that we have with their sponsorships and things like that. So, you know, go support them so you can support us. That's that's the biggest thing. Whatever you want, nerd-wise, whatever you want. D&D, miniatures, board games, comic books, like whatever. Just go over there. And if you're in the area... Stop and say hello. Anthony gets lonely. He does. Yeah, he's sorting magic cards. <laughs> True. Yeah. It is Kevin McDonald going up against Billy Zane. Mm. Mm. So let me start by saying I didn't realize who Billy Zane was. Yeah. Like when I I literally is my, he one that when you saw him though you recognized I was like oh that guy yeah I just I always had the wrong guy mm-hmm. I always thought Billy Zane was the blonde kid from the karate kid movies like the bad guy oh yeah yeah i always thought he was that i thought that dude's name was billy zane i gotcha yeah i was wrong in fact i didn't read until recently learn who actually billy zane was thanks to a maddie matheson uh just a dash episode these two are polar opposites for me yeah billy zane is someone like i feel like i've heard about billy zane forever and yeah. then when i look at his shit it was like he's been in like four things why is he, he popular? He Why was, were people like, oh, Billy's, did you see that Billy Zane cameo in Zoolander? Who the fuck is Billy Zane? He was he was the bad guy in Titanic. He was the bad guy in Titanic, and we forget that Titanic was the biggest fucking movie. Yeah. Like, that movie, it, I... Would, oh, he was the Phantom. I don't know if you knew that in the movie, The Phantom. 
Is that the purple dude? Yeah. Okay. I confuse the Phantom and the Shadow a lot. Yes. Yeah. Um, shout out to the Spirit. Do you remember that movie? I do. The Fuck. only color in it was his red tie or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was it was trying to be Sin City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Samuel L. Jackson was in it. Played yeah. Kind of an androgynous uh, Samuel L. Jackson, which I actually really appreciated. Yeah. And of course, made the uh, I don't like you. I don't like egg on my face joke a lot. So yeah. Yeah. Um, but Billy Zane, yeah, he's just like, he was like, he was in some stuff and all the stuff he was in was really popular. Yeah. Titanic. Mm-hmm. He was the bad guy. He played something else that was really popular and he was the bad guy. He's the bad guy for like mid nineties. Yes. Uh, stuff. And he was huge in the nineties. I he was remember- in Back to the Future 2, The Phantom, yeah. Titanic. Yep. Zoolander. He's in Zoolander. He makes out with, uh, he did like a low budget, like alien movie where he kisses an alien. It's really fucking weird. Yeah. I saw that clip. Um, Great looking guy. It doesn't age. Nope. Still looks the yeah. same. Still looks the same. But let me tell you about my fucking boy, Kevin McDonald. Kevin what McDonald. What a fucking powerhouse. This dude has comedy chops for miles. Yeah. And writer for Saturday Night Live. Yep. Writer for Kids in the Hall. Yep. Writer for Mad TV. Yep. Hugh, like, He's he's one of those. Um, and for those of you, uh, if you, those of you don't remember the episode of the uh, best snow day, best yeah. show to watch on snow day, Kevin McDonald uh, is Pastor Dave from that '70s show. Is like the kind of like I can make that reference, and everybody knows who I'm talking about because mm-hmm. uh, he was a writer on that '70s show for a hot minute. He yep. did a couple of those episodes. Um, he's been in fucking everything. He's in everything. Huge voice actor. Yep. Uh, he played. Um, Oh, what's the name? He in Lilo and Stitch. There were the two aliens. There's the big gruff one and the thin one with yeah. one eye. Yep. Pleakley, Peakley, something like Peakley. that. Yep. He was that. Yeah. He has that high pitched voice. He's been in fucking everything. Um, and huge voice actor, Invader Zim. He was huge in that. Yeah. Oh my God, he was in Invader Zim. He was one of the tall, the yeah. tall leader yeah, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. The tall oh ones, God. I think they just called him. But, uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. Pastor Dave in that '70s show. I had completely forgotten about that. Um. Also, I don't know if uh, you're a fine film buff like I am. Film? Uh, Film buff. Yeah. 2008. Short film. He wrote it. Maybe you've heard of it. Called Car Fuckers. (laughs) (laughs) No, tell me about this movie. Uh, That's all I know about it. (laughs) Okay. Uh, It was pretty much the entire Kids in the Hall gang. It was Dave Foley and and Bruce McCulloch and and Scott Tompkins. Shout out to them. Love those guys. But yeah, no. Uh, Realistically, every one of those dudes could be on this list. Yes. 100%. Very legitimately, too. They're always like bit kind of character wacky people like in the background. or. um, But no, Kevin McDonald's. And you look through his stuff, and some of it's kind of out there, like Sky High, for whatever reason, I have fond memories of. Like a superhero high school <laughs> yeah, movie. Yeah. Galaxy Quest. Yeah. Um, and the Lilo and... I... Okay, it's funny that you bring up Galaxy Quest. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I actually ever saw it, because I'm not uh, a What's-His-Nuts fan. That I cannot... The dude who was in the lead, I can't think of his name now. In Galaxy Quest? Yeah. Tim Allen? Yeah, I'm not a Tim Allen guy. I don't okay. find him funny. I've never found him funny. I never liked Home Improvement. Uh, I like him in Buzz Lightyear because it's just his voice and not him. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, or Toy Story is playing as Buzz Lightyear. Like, I like him. I like him because I don't have to look at him. I think I just aesthetically don't like him as a human being. Um, I also, I just get 
Republican dad vibes from him, which I know is also true. So yep, like, I, I'm I'm just uh, something about him. I just he's he's trying to be cool dad all the time, and it really bugs me. I like yeah. the Santa Claus. I can I can do the Santa Claus. I just watched the Santa Claus for the first time in, yeah. in a long time uh, this particular Christmas season, and uh, it's different than I remember. But yeah, it was okay. It was, it was good. It's no Jingle All the Way, but... Oh, my God. No, it is not. No, I love Jingle All the Way. Jingle All the Way is the fucking best. <laughs> like, I love Jingle All the Way. Shout out to Arn. Still out there. Elite, Elite Yacht Showdown. Being the captain. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, very legitimately here, um, Billy Zane, like I said, is kind of the polar opposite of what I feel like this is. Like, he, for whatever reason, he was a big guy. But everybody fucking raves about him. Yeah. And he's done fucking nothing. Kevin McDonald, on the other hand, like... And, and when I say comedy chops, I mean, like, this dude is like a... He's legitimately funny. He's yeah. a funny fucking guy. And a huge writer, super well-respected, literally just, like, almost two CVS receipts of <laughs> of, of credits. Yep. Um, and a huge... Um, and when I say comedy chops specifically, I mean, like, he does a lot in a lot of different comedy festivals. Um, what's the Just for Laughs? And uh, what's the big one in Canada? That's huge every year. It's like the mecca for for comedians. Oh, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I can't think of the name. Yeah, yeah. me neither. But um, no, so th- this guy, he's in everything. He fucking voices everything, and he's just ever present. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Uh, yeah, I absolutely move Kevin McDonald ahead here. I would agree with you on that. And I like I learned so much. Like I already had super high respect for him, mm-hmm. knowing that he was always kind of in the background and and. Uh, he was he carries a backpack, you know what I mean? He carries shit. He's yep. never the lead. Yep. But he's always there and he's always putting in some solid fucking work. Yeah. Um he is the he is a comedic workhorse. And I had completely forgotten that he was one of the tall ones on Invader Zim. Yeah. And that for whatever reason, just fucking it's, love that I've, guy. Yeah, it's I kind of I probably I don't I never really watched Invader Zim when I was a kid. Yeah. I don't know why. I think because like people that I I don't know why it's right up my alley. I don't know why I didn't like it. You know what I mean? It certainly falls victim to the issues that I have with like Dr. Who and um, Sherlock and stuff like that, yeah. where the, the fans are very manic. Yeah. I happened to get into invaders in before the fans made it into what it was, but, right. but yeah, I, I can certainly see that show being ruined because of the, the culture around it. Agreed. Do you fear that Rick and Morty has become that? Oh yeah, oh, yeah for sure. One hundred percent, right? I mean, it's it's so it's so prevalent with Rick and Morty that like it was it was a meme, mm-hmm. like before the show even people had heard the show. The right. fucking whole like oh well you don't get Rick and Morty because your IQ is not high enough, right? Like, which is like, I I and the thing is like I really I really love Rick and Morty. Same. It's very well written. Mm-hmm. It's very well put together. But it's the it's the somber like overarching story of Morty growing up. That's the part that I love about it. Not the witty quips and, and the jokes and blah, blah, blah. It's he burps all the time. It's funny, bro. Yeah. It's the funniest fucking shit you've ever fucking seen. He turns himself into a pickle. Right. Like, um, that was a pretty good bird was fucking, that was good. <laughs> I, I don't do a good bird scene, but, um, like pickle Rick was really fucking funny. It, it was, was really funny. clever. It brought in, done yeah. in, in the surrounding culture. Yep. hundred percent. They brought, they brought in Danny Trejo. You know what I mean? Like, right. like it was so good. It was so cleverly put together. It's, it's the fucking self-depressed, yeah, uh, 
near near suicide uh, dark humor that I yeah, really like. That's what about. I that's what I love about it. And and everybody's like, oh, yeah, but you don't really fucking get it. It's like probably not. Like I I there's a probably a lot of much more intelligent jokes that there's I'm definitely not a bunch of references to other sci-fi yeah. franchises and stuff that I don't get. That I there. just totally don't get. The the one quote that has always ever gotten me is when they are flying the first time they're going to the evil Rick and Morty and he has all the other Mortys like up on that like dome to block up all, all the other like the council of Ricks and stuff from being able yeah. to find him. And he's like he's causing pain and it, you know and it shuts up. You can do the same thing with five Mortys in a in a uh, car battery. And like, <laughs> it's like this is just overkill. And Morty's like, wait, have you done that? No, I've I've never really done that before. Like that one scene just fucking yeah. gets me every time. Just the fucking so Abra Dolph Linkler. Yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> so good. Tim, bracket number four. Mm-hmm. Brought to us by the greatest thing to happen to Colorado. An absolute gorgeous, magnificent, wonderful human being. A absolute delight of a human. And I, for one, cannot express how excited I am that they have sponsored this bracket. Of course, you can go check her out over on Pokemon Go. Add her as a friend at D E V A L Y N O seven because she's got a PSA for everybody. Oh yeah, and that PSA is Parks and Rec is a better show than The Office. Now, as we know, I went off. I do. I I went off a little bit last episode. Yeah. I kind of exploded. Oh, that was the episode we went off in? <laughs> yeah, we've done back-to-back going off episodes. Yeah. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> Maybe we need a break. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, like, last episode, I may have said some really uh, mean, not nice things. Mm. Um, I meant them all. Yeah. Yeah, no, f- like, fuck Jim and Pan's relationship. I, I, will, I will die on this fucking mountain that Jim and Pan's relationship is one of the most... Toxic bullshit. You should never want just because it's cute. And, you like know, the people uh, that, that want uh, that, that want a Joker to their Harley Quinn. Ex- they are the fucking paper sales, boring ass version of Harley Quinn and Joker. One mm-hmm. hundred fucking percent. You know who the funniest person on that show is? Kevin. Kevin's the funniest fucking person on that show. And you want to know why? Because he's a buffoon. Yeah. That's why he's so funny. Do you know who's funniest on Parks and Rec? Literally everybody, because they compliment each Except other. Leslie Nope. But that's that's what makes her so good is yeah. because she is purposely designed to not be good. Her character is designed yeah. to offset everybody else. Mm-hmm. And you put her as the main focus. And you know what? She was there through the whole fucking thing. She didn't get bored and realize it was time to go, you know, and walk off into the sunset like Bruce Banner and then leave a shell of your fucking former self there to be filled by fucking who do you call will ferrell it was like two episodes but yeah no it's more than two episodes no they had a season that was like a bunch of different managers. sure okay you could you call in will ferrell you called in the guy probably should be on this list the dude who plays danny california yeah uh who was in a, a ton of stuff i used to know his name yep um, he's the fucking lizard and dude. and then you had to literally throw a metric ass ton of money at kathy bates yeah. You paid her to tw- be in it remotely to be in it. Yeah. To be in it for half, like, ha- like what? Three and a half seasons. Yeah. Something like that. Like will- they threw as much money at her as like Steve Carell made in like two or three seasons mm-hmm. for a, a, for a cameo spot. 
I will say the actor that was her assistant, the like super metal. Head. Fucking hate him. I don't find so him funny. I, I, so, okay. I know you do because he's, he is the, he is the Sesame street office version of dark humor. He is the can. He is the, here you go. He is the CW version of dark humor that they just inserted into this fucking show. Right. Cause it's just like whitewash for 16 year olds. That might be a little on the nose. <laughs> Uh, but more importantly, so yes, I, I had an appreciation for that character on right. that show, but they spun that actor and that character into the full fledged dark humor version of that. I, I'm probably not even dark humor, honestly, as much as I want it to be. But that character, he played a very Dimly similar character humor? In, in Silicon Valley. And oh, fucking he was just so fucking good in that show. And he was pretty much playing the same guy that and the shut up about the sun, shut up about the sun. Fucking. I lost it at that fucking episode, but, but here's the thing. (laughs) I'm sure BJ Novak that I'm getting his name, right? Yeah. Like he's in the office. So therefore he's never funny. No part of him acting in the office at any point. And I get it. He's a creator and he was edgy and he was going to put himself as like kind of just in the back and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> garbage. He's fucking garbage. Anybody on Parks and Rec destroys his character every fucking time. No. Yes. And here's no. The, remember that. Hold on. Remember nope. this is a sponsored nope. day. Nope. nope. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. BJ Novak, Leslie Nope. Same fucking thing. The writer and creator with a shitty fucking character that no one wants to fucking no. deal with and brings down the show. You are except that Leslie Nope was a main character in fucking everything, and Ryan was around for a couple seasons. No, he wasn't. He was in every fucking season. No. He worked his. He warmed. He. Oh, he's the Jimmy Fallon of that show. He fucking works his way in and he looks at the camera. He pulls a fucking gym the whole time. Fuck Novak. He's a piece of shit. Nothing that he has ever created on that show is as good as Parks and Recreation. Plain and simple. Plain and fucking simple. Plain and fucking simple. Bracket number four. We have (laughs) Stephanie. Fuck you. (laughs) Wow. We have... Look, we're nine and a half hours into this episode. Very legitimately, though. Yeah. There is no character anywhere near as good as I want to keep saying calling him Chris Crocker. (laughs) And that's the leave Britney alone kid. But um, Chris, Ron Swanson, Donna. uh, I can never remember her name. Raphael's sister. Oh, yeah. Um, Amazing. And Perkins, honestly. And just the way Chris is. And Perkins. Like, yeah. Rob Rob Lowe Rob Lowe is so good. Is in that. better in that show than, than anything he's ever done. Co- uh, yes, and collectively everybody in the office. Mm-hmm. He destroys all of them. Him and Ben too were they're perfect for each other. They, they all play are. off each other so they, well, yep. mm-hmm. so fucking well. Yep, it's it is such a good show. And little Sebastian. It's just fucking just I love little. Also, Sebastian. Chris Pratt. I mean, we got Chris Pratt from that show and yeah. Aubrey Plaza. So fucking. Yep. It's it's just it's just superiorly and and I have one never, thing I will say I have is, never watched an episode of The Office and wanted to jerk off plain and simple I've wanted to do that several times when I watched Parks and Rec all right fair yeah one hundred percent my why. wife and I were both like yo yeah if we ever get the opportunity to uh, Eiffel Tower Aubrey Plaza and she's like oh yeah fucking absolutely so that's why I'm still with her that's fair holding out hope for Aubrey Plaza to come into our lives all right that's fair. um and, and to be our uh, 
what do they call it? Unicorn. Oh yeah, that would yeah. be cool too. Um, <laughs> ah shit, I forget it. No, the middle part, the A, the A, the A beam. Oh yeah, no, there, no, there's a oh. term for the. Uh, they call it something non-monogamy. Uh, non-monogamous relationships, right? But there's like another consensual prefix. non-monogamous. Yes, it's not consensual, but it's, it's something else. I just can never remember. It oh. has a it has a term. I, I just forget it. Oh, okay. It just means like I mean, I'm sure I'm open. sure I know the term, and I've just yeah, yeah just, same yeah. Much like this bracket, we don't actually recognize yeah. it. Yeah, we have <laughs> Stefan Root. Stephen Root. I think. Oh, is it? I, think it's I have it. Stefan. It's Stephen. Okay, Stephen Root. Mm-hmm. Also, this might be like the the premier bracket, honestly. Yeah, going up against John Lovitz. John fucking Lovitz. John fucking Lovitz. I mean, where do we start with John Lovitz? He's in everything, and then we're just like, I I know that guy. I know that guy. You know the voice. Yeah, yeah. Like that schnoz on his face, and fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like the the '90s forward version of the holy lady kind of like 100 percent rat race. Yeah. He was real fucking good at the critic. I know super underappreciated, but I really enjoyed the critic. Yeah. Um, I'm sure Cam loves it. You know, he probably does. Probably does. Probably thinks this is one of the best movies ever. Uh, Bench Warmers 2. He was in a league of their own, by the way. So yeah. He actually has like some. He was he had he, he's on an episode of Friends, which actually like saved that. Uh, he plays the guy who Monica's trying to get a job, so she has to do like a like a dry menu for him and stuff. And mm-hmm. he smoked a joint before he comes in, so he plays a high dude. And he's got uh, Teddy Grams, and he's throwing them into like a cup of water. It's like save him! Oh no, save him! Get drown! Like he fucking kills that whole scene. Also, uh, one of uh, Stan Lee's premier properties, yeah, Stripperella. Oh, that's right. He was. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, he was. He um, actually voiced Stripper. A lot of people don't know that. <laughs> There's one bit that he has that he's just so perfect at with the like the fingers, like mmm. Yeah. Like oh, I just there's something about John Lovitz. I don't want him to star in a movie. No. But I love him as a character. He actor. he has he Hulk, he's Hulk syndrome. I yes. don't I don't want to see him in his own thing because it's yep. too much. But if he's a cameo, you know, or 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 supporting actor. All day. I'll watch it all day. Now, Steven Root, on the other hand, holy shit. Oh. This dude is a fucking legend, and you do not know who he is. Yep. Bill Dotrieve on King of the Hill. The so Milton great. from Office Space. The fucking, the, the, the whole stapler gimmick yeah. is fucking him. Yeah. Uh, Barry, honestly, he plays an incredible character on, he plays this guy called uh, Fuchs. Monroe Fuchs. And yeah, he's really fucking good at it. Um, great voice actor. He's in a, a just a metric shit ton of stuff, and so he's he's ambiguous and enigmatic at the same time. Where he could play anything, serious roles, comedy roles, somewhere where he's Bill Dotrieve or the guy he played in Dodgeball, where he had like the um, the glass strap goggle things and yep. was kind of like uh, yeah. like a, a dweeb dork guy. Yep. He could play anything. Um, he is so fucking good and no one knows who this fucking guy is. Nope. And when they do, they're like, Oh, it's the fucking stapler guy from office space. 100%. Yeah. Um, and, and until, until you had said that I completely like, I was racking my, I was like, what does he look like? Yeah. He's the stapler dude. Yep. From, from office. That, space. That's certainly where he got his start. That, that was, I, I think probably his huge big, 
big break that and uh, King of the Hill, which is which is weird because he had so many roles before that where he was doing really and he can be a serious actor. Mm -hmm. I've seen him in serious stuff. Yep, uh, he's he's amazing in that too. But the fact that he's Bill Dotrieve. Yeah, I remember like you and I were talking about. It, I go, wait, he is Bill Dotrieve. Oh shit, yeah, he is. Yeah, and he's always been Bill Dotrieve. Yes, he's oh they've because they've changed the voices of of a couple other people throughout the show. Yeah, Luann. Yeah, Luann got changed, and uh, I I am if I am not mistaken, I believe Hank's voice towards the last few seasons, it's not Mike Judd anymore. I could I would believe that because I know there was like a thing where Mike Judd left the show. Mm -hmm. So. um Shout out to King of the Hill, though. I really I want that last. I want the rest of that last season. So yeah, bad. that last season got just such a mess because mm -hmm. of how football went and it got canceled. But they had to burn off the episodes. So they tacked them on. It, it was yeah. a mess. Um, but that show was so good. And he and and you. Everybody loves. Damn it, Bobby. You know what I mean? Like yeah. everybody. It's OK, Dad. Butterfree. <laughs> But you watch it because all the moments that I love mm -hmm. is Bill Dotrieff screaming about something attacking him. You know what I mean? Like the Falcon Air episode where Dale wants to yes. get a Falcon. Every time he takes it off, it just attacks Bill. Oh, my God. His scream is so fucking funny to me. Mm -hmm. The some of the most heartfelt moments except unless it's the unless it's the episode where they're dealing with Cotton's death, which is just a fucking that episode with him and Peggy. Yeah. Where, yeah. Like, rough. That is a hard episode. But all the like the honest to God sentimental moments are always with his character. And he does such a good job of playing the sympathetic character of Bill Dotrieve, but still keeping it funny and pitiful. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you feel bad for him. You genuinely feel bad for this character because of this horrible thing has happened to him. Yeah. But you just know that like he kind of deserved it. Yes. No agony, no braggity. Like, <laughs> who? Diedrich Bader. Diedrich Bader's in that episode and Macho Man Randy Savage. Yep. Like, yeah, I fucking love. Oh, my God. That is one of my favorite episodes ever. But but this dude, Stephen Root, I mean, fuck just everything. Like, it just goes on and on. Young Justice, yep. Phineas and Ferb, fucking Children's Hospital, fucking Thundercats, Cedar Rapids. Uh, yeah. I love that movie. Uh, yeah. King of the Hill, Dr. Doolittle. I, and I, I talk about this show a lot and, yeah. I, and I know not a lot of people have watched it, but Barry on HBO uh, with Bill Hader. You recommended it to me. It sounds oh my great. God, it is so good. Our our original icon for yeah. the discord yeah. was a character from that whose name is Noho Hank. Oh, That's okay. this uh, Chechenian like crime bosses underling. Yeah. That's just like it's the old teeth. Uh, was that what, what it was I was looking at? No, well, yeah, oh. yeah, I mean, he's bald. He right. has alopecia or whatever, but um, he just... Oh, sends, that guy. Sends a that guy, guy on a hit. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then it's like texting him emojis, being like, is the guy dead yet? Well, like, so, and fun shit. fact, that dude's on iZombie. Oh, fuck me. Yeah, and he has one of the best characters on iZombie, where he kind of plays that same character. I'd never seen him before, but he... I Yeah, he's really funny. Adore him, but the, really the premise funny. of Barry is that he is this contract killer came over from Iraq and found out he was really good at people and just kind of became a robot killing people for money. Yeah. And he wants to find himself by going to like acting classes yeah. that are taught by Henry fucking Winkler playing the most Henry fucking Winkler character yeah. you could ever see in your life. Um, oh, battling between, well, I have to work for the Chechenian mob to kill this guy, but I also got to make it to my super rinky-dink shitty acting class so I can find myself as a person. 
Bill Hader is another one of those people, mostly comedic roles, but does serious so fucking good. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Root, same thing. Yep. Um, so Stephen Root moves on. Stephen Root yeah. is is an MVP. Yeah, because like ultimately you do know John Lovitz. Yeah. Like you will, you do when he comes never on a screen, serious role, never a serious role. And you always know him. You just can't ever, you just have probably never known his name. He has, he has an eccentric voice. Yeah. But you know him when he comes on, you go, okay, this is going to be a funny moment. Steven Rue. Everybody's like, who the fuck is that guy? I know him from somewhere. Like he is this bracket. Yes. I, he is. Yes. He's 100% this bracket. He is. He is Kevin McDonald with serious acting chops. In addition to just comedy. Yeah. So he massive range on this fucking dude. Yep. Um, and he gets typecasted a little bit, but in recent years they've given him serious roles and he fucking excels at it. Yep. He and and like hard ass serious yeah. roles too. One hundred percent. But so yeah, Stephen Root moving on. Yeah, no question. Bracket the first semifinal bracket brought to us by patreon.com slash professional casual. Head over there, you get the Discord. You get as a big trucker tier, you're getting these podcasts in video where you can watch the Satan channel through my body as I scream at Tim. Uh, I'm nervous. And vice versa. Yeah. When Tim goes off, man, am, it is a, it is a sight. I am not unfamiliar with a rant on this show. That yeah. is for sure. Um, you know, you also can watch me try not to laugh when Tim just starts saying stupid shit. Um, it's worth it. The video, honestly, the vi- I think the videos are better, but yeah, look, we edit stuff out of this show that is not appropriate. Not on the video, though. Not on the video. We are we don't edit the video and we have stopped putting it up on the YouTube because we don't want to get flat. <laughs> so if you want to hear the stuff that too hot for YouTube, guess yeah, what? Get, that's on the Patreon. honestly that's how we're going to pitch it from now on. Mm-hmm. It's too hot for YouTube. It it's, is. The, it actually it's the it's the it's the it's the jokes that will make you not like us anymore. One hundred percent. Like we've done we it. Cross that line that with you, honestly. You're welcome. Yeah. Because okay. this show is certainly made for you then. <laughs> I have I have always pitched this show that it is not for everybody, but the people that it's for, it is very for. Yep. Yeah. Um, we have Diedrich Banner. Bander. Bader. 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 I don't know why I can't get this. Diedrich Bader going up against John Turturro. Yeah. I, I mean, this is tough, but I think there's a pretty clear winner here. I think there's an argument, but I think it's a pretty clear winner. There is um, a couple things that we left out uh, for John Turturro. Okay. And that he played the Jesus in The Big Lebowski. So I never really saw The Big Lebowski. Really? I figured that that would be... Very, very much like every other thing. It's a a boondock saint. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's it's too hyped for me. Mm -hmm. I hate the people that like it. Uh, I hate the people who think it's the greatest movie ever made. I I appreciate people who like it. They're like, no, it's a good movie. It's actually really cleverly written. Blah blah. blah. I I don't like Nick. Is it Nick Nolte? No. Who plays Who plays the dude? I knew it before this. Oh, right. fuck. <laughs> Jeff Bridges. No. Jeff Bridges. Okay, Jeff Bridges. I and I knew it wasn't Nick Nolte either, but that was the first thing <laughs> that popped into my head. Um, like. Uh, you know, and, and sure, and, and uh, what's his nuts uh, is in it too, who plays his friend who calls people on their bullshit during bowling, who I thoroughly enjoy. Uh, John Goodman. Yeah, John Goodman. Oh I, I love, love John, John Goodman. Goodman. I love him in Red State. I don't know if you ever watched Red State by Kevin Smith. No. It's so it's like it's actually like a serious movie. It's okay. like, it's his. I've heard that it's it's zombie ish. Yeah. 
No, nope. right, or Apocalypse Pocket. No, uh, it is Colt. It's it's his oh, response gotcha. to the Westboro Baptist Church. Oh, it is really fun. I went into it expecting it to kind of be funny. Mm-hmm. It's really serious. He did it a fucking amazing job. It's what like. It's a, it's just a really good movie, and and uh, John Goodman's in it, and he does a, such a good job as like the he plays the um the like uh, the police agent who's supposed to be doing the negotiations. Okay, and he's trying to keep his team off because they just want to go in and shoot the place up, and he's like, no, let me fucking talk to him. Like he just yeah. and he just he plays that role so well. Red State, if you've never seen it, I highly recommend it. I think it's like three bucks to rent okay. anywhere, and it's well worth it. Just don't go Kevin in. Smith stuff for the most part normally not on a lot of streaming services. It's like hit or miss. Yeah. Also directed a bunch of Flash episodes. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, Stephen or yeah, Stephen King. Kevin Smith has huge uh, comic book chops. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's he's really good. Um, out of these two. Uh. I think very legitimately mm-hmm. um, John Turturro is just a non-successful version of Diedrich Bader. Yep. Um, I think that's a totally fair statement. John Turturro's stuff, especially the stuff where he's a lead is very niche. Mm-hmm. It's like Barton Fink and, and um, uh, some other dark humor thing. Uh, a happy me. I, I forget what it's called, but um did a little bit of voice acting stuff, but like Diedrich Bader's voice acting fucking list is like massive. He's on the new Animaniacs, the big zero hero six fucking shit, a ton, like the metric shit ton. Yeah. He's of, um, he is Hollywood's go to voice dude. Yeah. When you need like a, I would, I wouldn't even he's say the, like he's a, the A list of the C listers. I might even yeah. put him in a B. He's okay. Ne- he's, yeah. Uh, he's never going to play the lead in something that is not yeah. animated. Yeah. Um, but he is, but he doesn't Regularly have to included. because yeah. he's so good as a voice actor. Mm-hmm. He is a guy who knew what he had to do to make his career successful. He yeah. had to just get a good voice, mm-hmm. a good at, you know, voice acting yeah. uh, uh, position. And he did it and he fucking did it great. And he's in every, he is, he is DC's go-to guy now. Well, he's in a bunch of Marvel stuff too. We played Craven the Hunter and ultimate Spider-Man. Yep. Um, but I mean, yeah, you find an old role and he's really fleshed that out. He was also really good in Veep too. Um, I, I liked that show for a little bit. It did have one, not one of the kids in the hall guys on it, but one of the, uh, upright citizens brigade guys on there that I really like. Um, so in in this case, I feel like this is literally just two of the same people, except one really took off and the other one didn't and kind of stuck to niche stuff. Um, and character acting and Diedrich Bader, I don't know if you'd call him a character actor, but his range is not huge. It is. A... I think, I think he found his niche. Yeah. Like, but he like, cause he can, he could go do other things. He's mm-hmm. been in serious roles. He can do it. Yeah. Um, but he knows what fucking cashes those what checks, man. Bills and what he's going to hire for. Yeah. Did Bader moves on? Yeah. Without question. Rex Quando, bud. <laughs> I mean, that's what did it for him, you know? But I would I mean, not legitimately. No, but, but like, uh, yeah, I mean, very like. It's weird to me. It's also weird that I put comedy and superhero stuff in the same camp. Yeah. But separated from serious roles. Yeah, that's fair. Like, the, you know, blockbuster movies and, and uh, or, you know, superhero blockbuster related things. Yeah. But just for whatever reason, like yeah. I put uh, you don't take it seriously. Drew Carey and playing Batman. Yeah. In the animated series in the same ballpark, but not a serious role. Yeah, it's super weird. But doesn't make any sense. No. Um bracket, our other semifinal bracket. 
could be brought to us by you. Yeah. Listen for the commercial at the end to find out how you can sponsor our bracket. Like we like we have been saying, we will we will plug anything. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you name it, we plug it. Yeah. I it just happens to be just the most amazing person having to sponsor it on top of the fact that she's just speaking truth. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it works. I don't come around to a lot of things pretty quickly, but yeah. even when you scream at me and don't let me talk, <laughs> uh, I don't necessarily disagree. Well, every once in a while you do it to me, so I have to I have to give it back to you. you oh, know? fair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it is Kevin McDonald going up against Stephen Root. Stephen. This is actually a pretty easy one. Yeah, but they are both legendary in my personal book. Uh, agreed. Um, and the only real thing that Stephen Root has here that edges out Kevin McDonald is that he provides the same quality in non-comedic roles. Yep. His serious roles are superb. Yeah. Superb. Yep. Um, and with that, I'm going to move Stephen Root ahead. Mm-hmm. Kevin McDonald and and Stephen Root, lengthy. Um, girthy girthy <laughs> even maybe a little veiny yeah uh writing chops voice acting chops yep and and awesome heavy great characters especially from mm-hmm. cartoons in the the mid to late 90s I, and i think the biggest disservice that that kevin gets is the fact that the best stuff he ever did was writing it for somebody else yes some of the best stuff some of the greatest jokes are not ones that he delivered. So he gets absolutely none of the credit and it mm-hmm. takes a very special person to be able to be a writer for comedy. Yeah. Because you will never get, especially a comedy writer that does not star in their own stuff. Right. Outside of car fuckers. <laughs> right. Exactly. But like, but like legitimately, like it's, I, I could never be that person. Right. I could never be a, a comedic writer and not, get what I feel like, no, give me the credit. I, de- I deserve that. You won that because of my joke. You know what I mean? Like it takes a very special person and they don't get enough fucking credit or they don't, and they don't get paid enough in my opinion. Right. And they have to put up with a bunch of bullshit. Mm-hmm. So well, it's, it's another one of those things where you have to work for free to get jobs to be paid that yep. their work is creating millions, if not billions of dollars. Yep. Um, and they are heavily, Yep. undervalued. Yep. 100%. And I hate the idea that it's well, it's, you know, it's the joke rim, but it's how it's delivered. No, because you know that they're having meetings about how that joke needs to be delivered with the actor. Mm-hmm. The actor is just a fucking vessel for the joke. And it's luck. Yep. For for actor, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you can be a good actor, but in comedy, yeah, your delivery is super important. Yep. But there is there's just such a massive quality difference between a just well fucking written show mm-hmm. and just a well acted show or a show that has some pretty actors. I mean, look at anything on the CW, for instance, yep. um, terribly written, not well acted, yeah. but pretty people and good visuals. Um, so we're going to move Stephen Root ahead here. <sighs> Stephen Root moving on. It is a battle. It's a battle of the of the office space. It's a battle both on office uh, yeah, space. Both on office space. Were they both in dodgeball too? Was Dietrich Bader in dodgeball? I don't believe so. Okay. I don't I don't remember him being there. Yeah. Um but, but he could have been. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um of course, uh because he does every once in a while, because he has a good physique. He's a tall dude, he's a good mm-hmm. physique. So he, as we know from Napoleon Dynamite, like, you know what I mean? Like yep. um before we get I realize we're running along, but Napoleon Dynamite. 
is that a movie that has like I would say five years from now, people are going to have no fucking idea what that movie was. Has that become the Titanic of like that era? That's a great question because I don't feel I can answer it accurately because Napoleon Dynamite was one of, I think kind of one of those first generation meme movies Yeah, where there wasn't really a whole ton going on there. Right. Um, but insanely quotable. Yeah. Um, I remember I, so Napoleon Dynamite. and not appreciated for the things that should have been appreciated. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Everyone liked it for the low brow humor of it. Nobody appreciated it for how fucking clever of a movie it is. Yeah. Um, everybody liked it for the jokes that were there and not the overall story of the joke, which was amazing. Yeah. The whole movie is really good. I did not watch it for almost 10 years mm-hmm. because everybody drove me fucking nuts with it yeah. because it was the biggest fucking movie in my high school. Mm-hmm. That's all anybody ever talked about was how fucking funny that fucking movie was. Both for Pedro shirts. Yeah, all over the place. Eat it, TD, you fat lard. Now, Ad, granted, everybody, everybody. Movie, between the writing, sorry, go for no, it. No, because I forgot my points. So go ahead. Uh, as we were talking about before about actors versus writing. Yep. Um, that that was a perfect storm. It had it had very different writing. Yep. Uh. John Hedder's delivery in that movie yeah. as Napoleon Dynamite. Yep. I mean, that's what I remember of the movie is the fucking delivery of that, that, that whole motif that he did. Yeah. I mean, you can, I'm, I'm sure that was probably written into it, but yeah. It and he, stellar. like for when that movie came out, when I was in high school, that hit so mm-hmm. many kids, like they were that awkward dude, like for a PG movie, too, yeah. by the way, yeah, to be that well adored. Yep. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody knew that, you know, his dance at the end of it, yeah. you know, but they just for the, the blood show. elf uh, dance in World of Warcraft for male blood elves. Of course it is. And well, it has been for fucking 15 years. But I feel like five years from now, we're going to see TikToks of people like blind react. Do you know this? And they're going to play a clip of it and nobody knows it. Nobody has any fucking idea what that movie is. They might know the meme, but they have no idea. Yeah. And it's going to crush me. Mm hmm. Which is weird because I didn't even like that movie when it came out. It took me 10 years to appreciate it. Yeah. So, Well, and there's there's a lot of layers to it, too. The, yeah. It's one of those movies that every time you walk away from of it. Yes. Uncle Rico. Yep. Um, and the way that it is presented is probably too accurate. Mm-hmm. 100%. Uh, for late 80s, early 90s, Midwestern. Yep. 100%. Yeah. It nails it. Yep. It's Diedrich Banner versus Stephen Root. Stephen Root. Um, uh, here's the thing. It's close. Yeah. But I, I think I know the winner. I think I know who you're going to choose. Um, I think you do, too. Yeah. But do you agree with what you think that I'm going to choose? I, I think with your I think I do with your uh, analysis. OK. Like, I think that you make a very fair point. It's the only thing I'm going to agree about your point on this episode. Okay. Yep. So overall, to yep. present this in a very straightforward way. Yep. Literally anything on the CW is trash. And sorry. <laughs> um, no. So once again, this this kind of comes down to what it did before, where Diedrich Bader is a great bit part. He's great at the, the literally two or three things he does, and it's mostly based off of literally the vocal range of his voice. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays a stellar Batman. 
he does have some decent comedy chops, but um, he was never featured on. This is one of the things I come back to was he is an actor. I don't necessarily think he's a comedian mm-hmm. um, because literally everyone else that had comedy chops, especially stand up chops from the Drew Carey show mm-hmm. were heavily featured on whose line is it anyway. Dedrick Bader. I don't know if he was ever on there. I think he just happened to to luck out and get that role. Right. Um, and I think the same thing for a lot of the DC stuff. He just happened to get Batman and they had him keep playing Batman. Mm-hmm. And then he kept getting nerd stuff. Steven Root. Um, was always in the background. He was always working. The dude fucking hasn't stopped. Yeah, agreed. Um, in both live action and voiceover. Mm-hmm. Um, and to this day, just I was looking at his thing now. He's fucking Macbeth in something that's coming out in like next year. Like, so there you go. Classically trained comedy voiceovers, live action, serious roles, heavy roles, not heavy roles, fucking little bitch roles, like the fucking yep. Office Space things. The meme, the dream, the legend. I yeah. mean, Stephen Root's going to win this one. I, I, I that's what I figured. Yeah, I, I kind of saw it coming. He is a legend. We know we recognize him and everything, but can't ever put our finger on who he is. Mm-hmm. I think he fits in really well here, folks. If you did for some reason like this episode, <laughs> check out the other amazing episodes here at the Professional Casual or other shows here at the Professional Casual Network. Um, you know the schedule. You can rip it off. Go ahead. <laughs> So Mondays is the Lost Omens podcast. This is a Dungeons & Dragons Pathfinder 2nd Edition actual play. We're playing through the Extinction extinction Curse, uh, where the, the cast is running a circus that they weren't necessarily expecting to run. It's a great time. We have Thrillash Gaming from twitch.tv slash Thrillash. We have Ben Relaford, uh, medium-sized Ben, from the Carton cast, myself, and all of the, the, the people from A Grim Podcast of Perilous Adventure. Check it out. It's a great time. It just started. You can catch up actually really quick. Patreon or The Patreon has the video version of that podcast as well if you want to check out our reactions and see the map and the minis and mm-hmm. all that good stuff. Uh, Tuesdays is a little bit open right now. Uh, check you know some stuff out when it comes out there. Mondays also, uh, twitch.tv slash professional casual network is your Monday night Crisis fight. That's right. That's right. It's, oh yeah, the power phase. Uh, a Marvel Crisis Protocol um, skirmish battle game. Rep. Yeah, we yeah. stream it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's a bunch of Marvel characters beating each other up uh, while we talk a lot of shit to each other. The salt do- the salt doth get piled Yeah, a lot of the time. Um, if you liked us screaming at each other, you should uh, hear it in lower... Uh, audio quality with echoes and farts. Yeah, echoes and farts. I mean, I don't know what else you'd possibly come here for. Yeah. Wednesdays is the Patreon day where we drop fucking fat loads all over your goddamn face and you pay us money to do it. Yeah. Whether you want the weekly vlog that comes out, except for last week where I just didn't do one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All of our bonus content, our bonus episodes, uh, all drops Wednesday. Uh, There's always a metric shit ton of stuff coming out there. Right now is Dan uh, Cole, a friend of the network. Uh... (laughs) Uh, made a made a made the a, network and it, you know just all over the place on it made a made a rpg uh based off of his book landing girl without fear yep. uh, or off of the world that that book takes place on yep um it's really good check that out uh we also have uh the audio podcast version of his stream on sundays a grim podcast of perilous lore i did forget to mention twitch.tv slash professional casual network sundays every sunday 3 p.m eastern uh you can check out a grim podcast of perilous lore where really dan is in his element going over the lore of the warhammer universe yep. and that's it that's that's all that's all you really need yeah fill a ton of time with that because there's a lot there yeah and if there's a person who knows it it's dan dan motherfucking cole yeah um, that dude is nothing if he is not a, a, a 
encyclopedia of regurgitated information. Yeah, probably a great test taker. I think I just had a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thursdays is a grim podcast of Perilous Adventure. That is a Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay 4th Edition actual play podcast. Yep. Uh, we're playing through the Enemy Within campaign. It is probably the longest and most highly rated uh, campaign path um, yeah. literally ever. Yeah. I came from the world of D&D and had never given Warhammer the time of day. Um, this particular campaign path, there's literally nothing holds a torch to it. Yeah. Uh, it is intrigue based. It is heavy story, heavy character, uh, heavy everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it is so good. Uh, check that out. That's every Thursday. And then Friday. I mean, you're already here. You're already here, baby boy. If you're not watching the video, you fucking should be because holy shit, do we look good in 4K. Mm. Three three bucks a month? Three bucks a month. Get yeah. that big chucker membership yeah. card. Yo, that the prototype is ready. You know what I mean? Like, we got it. We just got to make it. I'm it's really ready excited. To go. You're going to so get excited. a personalized yeah. membership card for joining the big chucker tier. Yeah. At professional at uh, patreon.com slash professional casual. Yeah. And it's going to be well fucking. This is worth what it. you get with the men. This is what you get with the membership. Ready? You get a membership card. You get access to anything at the three dollar tier and below. Mm-hmm. You get oh the a- access to the Discord, which is fucking fire. Oh, which is fucking the Discord card. Now shit. you get to go in the Discord and brag about your membership card. Yeah. You get a membership card, mm-hmm. specially designed for only our big chuckers, only big with chuckers. a personalized nickname mm-hmm. created. Once we have the cards, we will start a whole new segment where Tim and I will come up with nicknames. Yep. We promise they will be very in tune on brand. They will be on brand. They will yes. be definitely on brand. You also get the video for the show. And you get the video for the show, which you is know? super great. And you will, of course, get first access to the big Chucker Con coming <laughs> soon. We just had the first one. Yeah, we just we actually just had a, a, the test pilot. Yep. The Big Chucker Con Zero. We there was it. coconut shrimp. Yep. There was sausage balls. Yep. There was chips, pepperoni. Yep. Cocktail shrimp. Yep. Two different types of shrimp. Yeah, there was so much shrimp. I don't know how many cons you go to that have two different types of shrimp. No. But listen, I ate the tails. Listen, you know? it's so gross. You're not supposed to do that. It's good. It's all fried. If it crunches, I'm going to munch his bud. How do you shit and not tear your oh. butthole apart? Oh, I don't. <laughs> I, I only tear my butthole when I shit. Okay. I, I thought I've talked about that a lot, actually. Yeah, I guess. That's if the blood's red, you're not dead, is what my doctor told me. Uh, because it means you're not internally bleeding. It just means your butthole's bleeding. So I, I think I'm safe. Yikes. Okay. Yeah, yeah no, you're fine. Yeah. Look, I'm going to start taking applications for co-hosts just in case. Because <laughs> i got to fill a spot here. Probably not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, and of course, check out our friends and hopefully you're soon. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Check out Wreck My Podcast. Check out uh, Joe Gennaro, the comic book rundown, which I mean, you know, I'll just say no. Can't wait for you to be on the show. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait for you to do a guest spot. Either you go over a book or you do a movie or something, uh, you know, because Joe, Joe Gennaro is actually a friend who does listen. So I do. I guarantee you Joe Gennaro out a lot out of all the people that we have said anything negative about. I feel the comments we've made about Joe have been the most mildest mildest. And I feel the worst about them because he's such a genuinely good person. Yeah. Shout out to Ron, too. Yeah. Ron's all right. He's not a good dude. Sure. I don't really know him. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. He's Violo Joe Gennaro. Good dude. Uh, And of course, the Carton cast, medium sized Ben and Zane doing those. (laughs) 
philosophical deep dives on cartoons. Yeah. Um, something just dropped not that long ago. Uh, they did Code Lyoko most recently. No, nah, there was one after that. I don't remember what it was. No. I started listening to it. I was like, oh, shit, I like that. And then I got halfway through it and then uh, tapped out and forgot to go back. Gotcha. Um, it was really good, though. They have a friend in because um, they have guests every once in a while, too. Um, it was really good. I really liked it. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and squirrels, I've been your host, Big Chuck. For Tim. Ah, fuck. I know that guy. France. <laughs> We say goodbye, stay safe, and remember to leave the blood on the bracket. This has been Elite Eight Showdown. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and squirrels, it's your boy and host of Elite Eight Showdown, Big Chuck. Do you have a business, online store, Facebook, Instagram, OnlyFans, or anything else that you would want to advertise on Elite Eight Showdown? Well, we want you to sponsor the brackets. Right now, we are offering you the opportunity to advertise your business, product, or anything else. Maybe you're a cosplayer, performer, artist, musician looking to reach new fans. Maybe you're a gamer or content creator who wants to get their Twitch, Facebook gaming, YouTube, or podcast advertised. Right now, in this introductory offer, you can sponsor one bracket over four shows for just $10. That's right, just $10, and you'll get a month worth of advertising. Nobody is offering a deal like this. Email us for review and approval at theprofessionalcasual at gmail.com in the subject line. Put Elite 8 Showdown Bracket Application. Give us just a brief description of what you'd like to advertise, as well as any links for approval. All applications will be considered and reviewed before approval. Elite 8 Showdown has hundreds of downloads every show all over the world, and we are growing and gaining more every week. This is a limited time offer, so don't wait. Theprofessionalcasual at gmail.com. Subject line, Elite 8 Showdown, bracket ad application.